Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls talk about the show and defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 9. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. What's coming? We'll find out. We'll find out real soon. No new news, because we just recorded this episode right back to back with the last one. I mean, I guess you could talk about that CBR article you showed me. Fair. There was but an article. A, a lot of the shit is stuff we've already talked about, though. It's, I think almost everything was. Let me open it up. A lot of stuff is things that most people know and things that we've talked about. Yeah. The one thing I want to talk about... Okay, I'll just go through. Ten was each season was going to feature a cast new characters. We've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a special 73-minute version of the pilot. We already talked about that. Yep. Actual comic book artists contributed to the series. We've talked about that. They did, yeah. Uh, Christopher Eccleston plays Claw, but he was the first choice for Siler. I believe we've mentioned that. We've mentioned that. Um, backstage drama led to the off-screen death of D.L. Hawkins. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that in length. There was a canceled spinoff, Heroes Origins. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. A Heroes novel exists, and there were plans for more. We've mentioned Saving Charlie. Neither of us have read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writer's strike changed the planned third volume. We've talked about that at length. Yep. Number two, I... Writers wrote for different characters and episodes were assembled by committee. Is interesting. Yeah, because... Is that true? I don't know. That's, like, how some place... Like, I know some shows like Supernatural famously do it like that. Um... Well, Supernaturals are, like... At least in the beginning, no. They wrote, like, X-Files. That was like, this is your episode. Go off in the corner and go write your episode and we'll come back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess some people... I mean, I don't know. Like, I was like, where's your sources? Show me your sources. Yeah, that I don't know. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Like, I do feel like there was a writer's room, but I don't think it was like, oh, I'm this guy's the Siler guy, only Siler guy. Because there's different Silers in different episodes. Absolutely, yeah. It depends on who writes them. So... Uh, unconfirmed until we hear more. And then number one was, Heroes Reborn is treated like a season 10, not 5. Because Kring is like, yeah, it's like, events have still passed and the rules have changed, it's just not been shown. Which, you know, uh, that's just his workaround for it being so... I don't know. <laughs> Where all the other characters have gone, etc. Yeah, yeah. Dealing with all the fan faves, you know. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Being I've on. never heard the committee fucking writing thing. Me neither. That's why I remember when I read that too. I actually, I'm glad you brought it up. I was like, is that true? I don't know if that's true. I'm calling you out, CBR person. <laughs> we'll have to do some more research on that and get back to you, but I've never heard it that way. Me neither. It didn't seem like they worked that way. They were pretty, like, transparent with how their show was made. So mm-hmm. We'll link the article in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just cut that whole segment out. Who knows? We'll see what I feel like. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what occurs. Yeah. <laughs> so, Keisha. Hi. Why don't you get us into the episode? Okay, I sure will. So, the Mohinder log this week is actually talking about the actual eclipse from the show logo. Huh. Interesting. Uh, we see Hero and Arthur again, our cliffhanger from last time. Ando tries to save Hero, but he gets thrown for his efforts because, you know, people with TK are assholes. Mm-hmm. Arthur stops when he sees the painting of the Eclipse and he's very like, oh shit, in his face. Hero's mind is fucked after after they get away. It's fucked. Um, 
So Ando is like, we got to get away. You know, he's trying to make Hero do his thing, and Hero doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And he's like, you got to blink like this. And he blinks his eyes for him. <laughs> he's like, here, <laughs> do it like this. And they end up in a bowling alley back in Tokyo. And it's so funny because when Hero's like, waffles? You know, like after after Arthur fucks with his brain. You're just like, what? Is he having a stroke? Like, what's happening? And then it's like, no, he takes him to the place where his favorite chicken and waffles uh, happens to be served when he was a child. Mm-hmm. Mentally, Hiro Nakamura now believes he is his 10-year-old self. God damn it, Arthur. I like he looks at Anda like, why are you so old? Yeah, why am I so old? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. That that whole like fun bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Arthur just nerfing people left, right, and center in different ways. Mm-hmm. Nerfing, but not because he didn't take his powers. Because they were like, "Oh, we don't want Arthur to take that." Yep, yep. Can't not have a time traveler. People would mm-hmm. be pissed. I wonder why. It's interesting, isn't it? Why wouldn't he just yoink? Why decide instead just fuck with him? I don't know. Oh God! Respect for Kaito in some level. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, of course he would take him from Peter. It's fucking Peter. <laughs> his son's a little mm-hmm. shit in his eyes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but meanwhile, back at Pinehurst, Siler's watching the window be repaired. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's like the wall. No, 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 no. The window. <laughs> to the window. <laughs> oh, <the> gross. <laughs> <laughs> to the window, to the wall. <laughs> to, yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That was wonderful. You're you're a peach. You're a peach pie. Um Thank you. <laughs> so Arthur just showing off, he comes in invisible and then he makes himself visible. And he's like, Huh, sure is wild that Peter lived through that. Like still saying it, like like I know. I, I fucking know, bud. And Siler is just like, Yep, sure is weird and you know, Arthur seems amused by it. And he's like, all right, so come come with me. And Siler's like, where are we going? And they go down a hall together. And he's like, I have something to show you. He's like, it's time for me to be a father to you, Gabriel. Uh, I can teach you things. This hunger that you've got, it's not about killing. It's about power. And I can teach you to take powers without killing. So basically, he tells him he just has to tap into his empathy. He tells him he could basically be like Peter is what he's saying. Which is, which is crazy. So he just has to figure out how. Because, you know, our, our boy has trouble with emotions and feelings mm-hmm. and caring about others. Um, so he, he's like, I know you saved Peter. Like, come on. Like, it's, it's fine. Like, that, that was a good first step. That's what makes me think that, you know, you can do this. So they stop in front of a door. And it's a cell. And he opens up the cell like, all right. This is like your big test, basically. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna learn a lesson here. We're gonna learn some empathy here, because who is chained up inside? But L. This is how her visit to Pinehurst has gone. Zero stars on TripAdvisor. Do not recommend. <laughs> so um, she's damp, she's zappy, and she's pissed. <laughs> and when she sees Siler, Siler's like, "Oh shit." Like, he has a look on his face like, oh, no, I killed your dad. <laughs> like, oh, I see what's about to happen. And so she obliterates him, which is really cool because um, 
it's one of the best things about him having Claire's power is they constantly use it on on Siler, especially, and they get to do all kinds of fun like visual effects with the computers and with the practical stuff later on. And this is a big episode for that because she gives him the juice. And uh yeah, his his uh his shirt, the top of it, his like little button up, just gets obliterated. You can see like the fabric, like, you know, just zapping off of his skin. Like it's a cool shot. It's a cool shot. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a nice little way to kick off the episode. Yeah. Whoosh heroes. Whoosh heroes. Yeah. Any any thoughts about any any of these things? Poor Al. <laughs> oh my god, honestly. They can fix me. They can take it away. I'm going to go run in, Claire. I'm sorry. Thanks, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? Whoops. <laughs> uh, poor Elle, indeed. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Whole fucking show. Poor yeah. girl. Indeed. So let's go to New York. We're already kind of there. We're in New Jersey. Whatever. Yeah, we're yeah. Like, now. we're close. Oh, you know. Don't say that to a person from New Jersey, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. East Coast, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Shit. Shots fired. Bam, bam, bam. So, Peter's getting dressed there at his apartment, if you remember. And Claire's all, yeah, we gotta go. Great idea. And Peter's like, you're right, we gotta go. And you are going home. Goodness. Because, Claire, you gotta stay innocent. And <laughs> as they're arguing about this, his door starts getting knocked in. And Claire's like, "Ah, shit. All right, you go to the fire escape. I'll hold him off. <laughs> so, Peter gets out into the fire escape. And Flint and Knox break their way in. And, you know, Flint gets, or, yeah, Flint gets all lighty and Knox, like, starts to power up. And they're like, oh, that's cute. You're protecting him. And Knox is about to grab her when she stops him all like, oh, wait, didn't you know I'm the defensive player of the year? And she sprints and just, like, bursts out Peter's apartment window. And does her own fall several stories down while Peter is frantically running down <laughs> the fire escape. I love the... I love the juxtaposition of that so much. It was a great shot, yeah, where he's, like, going down and she just, whoof, she takes the cook route. <laughs> and she gets up and they start to run and she's like, I told you I had a plan. <laughs> and Peter gets a little distracted because he sees the fractured earth graffiti. But they eventually, they head down a manhole. So, they're on the run. It's such an interesting um, <clears throat> reversal of fortune for Peter mm-hmm. that, you know... He is the vulnerable one now. <laughs> oh, yes. It's it's wild. You know, you've got all these people with these powers and it's like, shit, he really needs to listen when someone tells him to run. That's not what he's used to. Mm-hmm. He's used to posting up. And he's protected by someone who's arguably fairly vulnerable. She just can't get, you know, killed or hurt. Exactly. But, but she can't, still. like, throw fire or anything like that. Nope. Nope, can't throw anyone with her mind, or, yeah, exactly, like, it's interesting to see those two, um, in their little journey this episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was looking a lot on this episode at Claire's wig. <laughs> <laughs> because, if I remember correctly, didn't Hayden, like, cut her hair or dye it or something, so they had to... Okay, I'm so glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, did she have the wig all volume, or was this recent? <laughs> I think in the last episode, not the last, last one that we just talked about, but the one before that, it was two. But yeah, she's definitely, it felt wiggy, this volume, or this, like, episode. Hayden Panettiere got her hair cut short, so it's pretty, I don't know, iconic in a way, (laughs) that in season three and season um, four, or is it just volume four, she totally has a wig on. She totally has a wig on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not... As, as as I often say, it's not subtle. <laughs> it's not a great wig. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, you could tell in this episode, I think. Okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me. I was like, is her hair looking some kind of way, or did she already have the wigs? I didn't think the wig was until Fugitives, but here we are. I think it's now. I feel like it's gotta be now. It looks like it. I agree with you. So... Yeah. yeah, she had a wig for a while. It's kind of like how Peter has to strap on the emo bag w- bang wig every <laughs> once in a while. Mm-hmm. Anyway, from going down a manhole to a computer lab. Not a computer lab, but a lab. And Wender is looking <laughs> at a computer. Well, Sorry. Yeah, it's, we're back in high school. It's a computer lab. <laughs> well, Wender is totally on Neopets right now. Mohinder is pissed because somebody said that they were going to be using it for only 30 minutes, and they're not, and the sign-up sheet says. (laughs) So Mohinder's in the lab at Pinehurst, and he's looking at a computer screen, and Arthur comes strolling on in, and you look, and we see that there's a man in bed, and he's all scaly, and Mohinder's like, I don't know if this is something that we can do without adverse reaction, giving people (laughs) abilities. And... While Mohinder is looking at this poor, suffering man, we see Arthur is studying some eclipses that are also on Mohinder's computer screen right now. And he's like, I see we share a fascination. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, the last eclipse, there was like a big bunch of power seemed to manifest or something. But, you know, it could be a wild coincidence. It's just something weird <laughs> I was looking into. <laughs> yeah. huh. Let's get back to my problem with the formula. So Mohinder's like, listen, this formula is not complete. It's missing a catalyst. And Arthur's like, huh. And he's like, yeah, but the thing is, it's not just like a chemical. Like, I can't just, you know, figure it out and futz around with it that way. It's something that's living in a human host. It's much like Mohinder's fucking um, Shanti virus cure. Mm -hmm. Where it's in someone. It's in a host. His antibodies were that, I guess. But yeah, there's a catalyst in a human host somewhere. And Arthur is all just like, "Mm, Kaito, that son of a bitch. (laughs) Yes, I love it. He's like, err. So he hit it. Just not well enough is what Arthur thinks. So Arthur knows Kaito hid the catalyst somewhere in someone, and he thinks he knows where it is. We shall see if he does. Yeah. Hashtag, who is the catalyst? We find out in this episode. It's not <laughs> It's not a Do long we, mystery. Though? Do we, though? You kind of. Well, the, some person I don't remember. It. I don't remember. I'm just being a butt. Do we, though? <laughs> yeah, we, I think we do. I, I know that someone thinks they are, but I don't think that's true. Wasn't it? No, I don't think it was. Hold on, let me Google. Who is the catalyst on Heroes? (laughs) Catalyst on Heroes. Oh, okay. Haha. Okay. It's what I think, right? It ain't Claire. No, it's it's. Yeah, it's. I completely forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Um, aren't you going to talk about the monstrosity that Mohinder has created? We don't get a good look at him yet. Oh, yeah, you're right. We just see that there's a man definitely in bed with scales. All right, I'll wait till the reveal then to then to say who's playing him and stuff. Because, so. yeah, we get a whole scene where he's looking at him. You're right. And we get okay. a good look. I'll, I will chill out. I'll be like Peter Petrelli when Nathan, you know, puts his hand on his shoulder. I'll just I'll calm down for a second. Okay. So. <laughs> you can calm down on that, but why don't you heat up on Siler? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Siler's healing, because that's what he does. And he's got scraps of his shirt on, and then he takes off, like, the burnt-up shirt... And his wife Peter's still there. And he's like, you deserve uh, vengeance, L. you know, for what I did. And just, well, really for everything. (laughs) It's the larger subtext of the show. And he says, you deserve vengeance and I'll take whatever you've got. And and then it's it's just like, you know, if I can. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why is she taking so long? It didn't play. It didn't (laughs) play. 
hate everything. All right. Um, yeah, I'll take whatever you've got. And then she does it to him again. Hard. And it's like, oh, this fucking masochist. These Catholics, I tell you, on this fucking show. Him and Peter could have a long conversation about this. Because, yeah, he's just like, yeah, I mean, I'll get into it later. But he's just, he's self-flagellating right now. Like For the majority just, of the episode, yes. Yeah, it's not just about the empathetic connection. It's about, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's getting what he knows he deserves. So, anyway. It's just a small little bit. Just more shirt going. Mm-hmm. Um, at the company, though, Matt and Daphne have showed up. And the place is just a ghost town. And that's, you know, a little a little uh, unnerving. And Matt happens to see a vision of Usutu. Uh, rip Usutu. And he's, like, walking into a, uh, down a hall. And then when he follows the vision, it leads him into the room where Angela is. And she's all catatonic. And... Daphne walks in, too, and he's like, this is Angela Petrelli. And, you know, he's, he's discussing who she is. And um, I love how Daphne's like, Petrelli? Oh, I don't I don't know anyone with that name. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, ooh, that is a name I've never heard in my life. She has a weird reaction to it. And so Matt's like, I need to look inside her mind, you know, and see what's going on. And he tries, and he gets quite the sting from doing so. And while he's trying to do that, she speeds away double quick fast. Right over to Arthur, who's looking at files of Claire. Because he thinks, huh. Well, you know, as we've seen on the show, Claire's blood can do lots of things. Maybe it can help along with the formula. And she's like, Matt Parkman's trying to help Angela. And I just want you to leave Matt out of this. And he's like, hey, if you're unhappy, meh, I can always arrange for you to go back to your previous life. Like, it's not a big deal. Just let me know. And so Daphne's like, you know, stuck between a rock and a hard place. And she's just like, ah, you know, and she presumably zooms right back. It's just a quick little bit where Matt is just going to have to do his little brain battle to figure out how to help Angela. Mm-hmm. Still don't know what the hell's Daphne's deal that she's so afraid of. Nope. I feel like we might find out soon, though, because we sure keep talking about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Don't find out in this episode, though. Mm-hmm. To the sewers we go. To the sewers. Peter is still trying to get Claire to go home. And she's still like, listen, you're vulnerable as hell, dude. You gotta have someone to protect you. And he's all like, okay, Claire, let me just lay it out for you. That alley up there we just ran through, in the future, you kill me there. And she's kind of like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he's trying to make sure that the future he saw won't come true. And that's why he needs her to go home and to stay innocent and not become that Claire. He's experiencing what Hero and Ando did earlier in the season. Yeah. Where Hero is like, Ando killed me, and he's handling it kind of in a similar way to Hero, but not quite. He's not like, oh, Claire, I can't trust you ever. He's like, Claire, please just listen to me. (laughs) Well, it's like that, and it's the thing that people are always trying to do to Claire. They're trying to put her back in that little, like, normal box, and it's just not a box she's ever going to fit in, Mm -hmm. so. She doesn't want to go in the box anymore. No, no more box. And she's like, listen, Peter, I'm not leaving, and it's all your fault. You should have never come to Odessa. And become my friend and my hero. And so she can't leave him right now because she has a big-ass favor to return to him. Aw. So that's why she doesn't want to leave him. And then we hear a commotion because guess we're coming? Big old thugs are coming. (laughs) And she's like, Peter, run. So we see Knox and Flint pop on down. And she squares out to him. She's like, you want him? You'll have to go through me. And Knox is all like, you can't fight a Claire. And then she's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, hold up. How do you know my name? And they're like, oh, this is cute, Claire. You think we came for Peter. We didn't. We came for you. And they jump her and they start to drag her off. She trips. It's like a horror movie. Mm. And then they jump her. 
So they grab her and they, yep. get, yeah, drag her off. Mm-hmm. So, which is to say, she was fully capable except for that pesky pebble. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> yep. So yeah, they weren't there for Peter. Oh dear. They're looking for they're, Claire. They're for Claire Bear. Shouldn't Noah Bennett's like spider sense be tingling at this point? Where is he? <laughs> Where is that bitch? <laughs> Last he was he was cleaning up that Melhander apartment, but that was like several episodes ago, and we don't have Meredith either, so they're off doing some shenanigan. You know, it's funny but, uh, um, because I didn't think about it until like yeah, what you just said, and then his appearance in Villains, which is not present day. You know, mm-hmm. um, he actually sits out for a portion of this volume, which is fascinating considering what the volume is. Yes, but uh, he comes back with a vengeance and eclipse. Don't worry. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm gonna be just the worst to deal with <laughs> when that episode hits. Like, oh, soon, ma'am. I know <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go back to Hero and Ando, who are at the bowling alley still. And Hero is fully just fucking off right now. He's blowing spitballs at a little girl, and they're blowing it back and forth, having a great time. And Ando's getting shot in the crossfire, and he's like, "Look, can you can we stop fooling around?" And just listen, you're a superhero hero. And Hero's like, oh, really? Can I fly? Can I do this? And he's like, no, you are a master of space and time. And I love that Hero looks disappointed by this. Yeah, right? He's just like, eh, what kind of dumb power is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I like when he explains it. And instead of, you know, 28-year-old Hero being like, yes, I'm like, it's like Star Trek. Ten-year-old hero is like, oh, like Star Trek, boo, boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Star Trek. And Andal then tells him, okay, you just need to close your eyes and concentrate. And he like does a little demonstration, and then hero's like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and Andal's like, just just try it. And hero does it like half heartedly, just shuts his eyes, like meh. And Andal's like, no, you have to do it harder. Your cheeks have to wobble. <laughs> And so Hero does it a little harder, and he manages to slow time and kind of, like, dodge a spitball. And he lets time go back to normal, and he's like, almost had amazing. And Ando's like, try it again. And he tries it again, and Hero stops time. And he's like, yata! But what does 10-year-old Hero decide to do with the stop time (laughs) but cause a whole bunch of trouble? He puts ketchup on a seat. He turns the girl around so she's gonna blow a spitball at her brother. He, like, um ties shoelaces together. He opens up the little salt shaker a little bit so it'll pour all out if he, someone tries to pour it. And then he takes a seat and starts time again. And we see chaos unfurl around him. <laughs> and Andal's all like, yeah, you did it. Ooh, that's great. And then Andal picks up the salt shaker and it opens and he realizes, oh, we're going to have a lot of work to do. <laughs> oh, man. I, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I oh boy, <laughs> Take I'm a so breath. torn. I'm so torn about this shit. Okay, because um, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mossy and James are very, very like entertaining during it. Mm-hmm. I understand that they're like, well, we need comic relief somewhere. Who's that going to be? A uh, hero, I guess, because. Right now, he's the guy who's very separate from things. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, though, it's like, ah, oh, this is this is Hiro Nakamura. He saved the fucking day twice. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's an important part of the show. He's an important part of the world. 
and and for this to happen to him, I don't know. I'm always really torn about it. I like, feel it's not, like it's not entertaining, but it, it's like how they had to nerf Peter. Um, it's mm-hmm. just going to be Dragon Ball Z in the end, where everyone's more powerful, more powerful, more powerful. And like I think Absolutely. we both say, Hero is arguably the most powerful of all of them. I think we both agree mm-hmm. on that because mm-hmm. he can just stop time and fuck anyone up he wants. But they don't let him do that, and I feel like that's why they had to have Arthur nerf him in that way like we're gonna set, set him back but not take it away because i feel like if they took it away that would be too much but to just let oh, him continue oh, on the journey that they were going to go to go warn angela and nathan would be too quick to get them to an end so they had to make him pull back mm-hmm. and of course like you like, said the comedy relief they wanted him right like i get it i get it on that level but it's just like oh it's kind of a bummer like i don't know because this isn't this is not the first time this is gonna happen to hero not the last no or, yeah, not the last. Whatever. Not the last time it's going to happen with him. I'm interested so. to see our thoughts on when the baby stuff happens. Oh, I'm going to hate it. Because that's the stuff that I think we we're more <laughs> off about than this, because I don't mind this right now. It's just yeah, exactly. Is. But this is like, when this occurs, though, it's like, a, it's like, a, <laughs> it's them being like, it's coming. It's going to get worse. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the baby stuff, I fucking hate. And I don't think I'm going to change my mind much about that because uh, just uh, i have been yeah. surprised in this rewatch i will reserve judgment <laughs> until i see it as have i but if i may and you can put like a trademark behind me saying this babies ruin everything so <laughs> <laughs> i'll put that at the on beginning TV. of the episode and like an echo babies ruin everything, everything, <laughs> yeah. everything oh god um yeah so daphne as i said she whoop she, she she zipped on over back to Matt and Angela, and Matt's like, "All right, well, this isn't something I can just do like a quick little little boop with, you know. I, I gotta go in. I gotta go in to fix her and figure out what the hell's going on, and that's dangerous. And he knows it, but it's really all he can do. So he's he's decided that that's what he's going to do. It's a short little bit where he's just like, I need you to stay out here and just you know watch over my body, basically, because mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm real vulnerable when I do this. So." You know, because I, I trust you, my love. Please keep an yeah. eye on my body. My my darling. My sweetie <laughs> yeah. boo. Please. Yes. Oh, Maddie. <laughs> yep. So, back over to Pinehurst. Uh, Elle, she's still giving it to Siler. She's giving him all she's got. And he's like, I didn't want to kill any of them. You know the pain I feel over this. Like, you know. Like, we just saw that episode before. You know. And he's like, you know the urge that I have, but I'm not going to let it control me anymore. And she does, you know, she just zaps it more and more and more. And like I said before, it's just self-flagellation. That's all it is. He's just being really fucking Catholic right now. And um, he's like, you can take it out on me. I can take it all. Like, he he understands. Like, she needs to, to grieve and get it out and deal with all of her stuff. And he can help her with that. So he, again, just, you know, arms wide, like, do it. I can handle it. And she, this time, zaps his shirt, like, his wife beater, like, fully off. And, um, she, she, after that, is just like, oh, you know, she's just exhausted and just completely upset and just over all of this. She's like, just kill me, you know? That's what you came here to do. Just, just do it. Just finally end my pain and suffering, as it were. And you know what? He's, he's on the ground, and it seems like he might. Because he starts lifting his killing hand, and the music kicks in. <gasps> What's going to happen to Elle? Dun dun! We don't find out. It goes to something else. <laughs> it goes to commercial first, then something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So any, any thoughts about this continued uh, my thoughts uh, were exercise? I'm going to read you a piece from my note. I don't know if you okay. noticed. Okay. As I was typing out while I watching the show. The anger, the betrayal. Mm-hmm. Why am I typing it? Keisha's going to take it all. Like Siler, smiley face. Oh, goodness. <laughs> goodness. I was like typing and like falling behind. I was like, why am I typing? <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Goodness. I'm not going to let that urge control me anymore. Like him as well. So <laughs> I'm the one that split this episode up. I know, I'm being silly. <laughs> I'm just saying it with love. That's why I had a smiley face. I know. That's why I was stunned you gave me the Nathan shit. I was like, whoa. Yeah, why not? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so we cut over once more. It's like a real back and forth. Um, it's like, company, Pinehurst, Pinehurst, company. Um, right now, we just go a little bit outside of the building we're already in. And Nathan and Tracy are standing outside of Pinehurst. And Nathan's there, and he tells Tracy that there was a fishing spot that Arthur used to take him and Pete to when they were kids, and it was called Pinehurst. That's where he got the name from. And so, (laughs) yeah, um, that's, that's loaded. And... He's like, everything I've ever done in my life was because of him. You know, I went to law school because of him. I married who he wanted me to. I ran for office because he couldn't. And so they walk in. And he's like, give your father a hug, Nathan. (laughs) And Nathan's like, gonna pass on that because I'm not Peter. (laughs) I love that because, yeah, it's funny for those of us who know. But also, it fits the character. That's not Nathan. Nathan's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, no. Um... So he's keeping his distance and Tracy comes up and she shakes his hand. Nathan's pissed. Uh, you know, because he, he's been lied to. He thought his dad was dead. He's, he's mad that he's been doing all this shit, you know, with, without letting anyone know and letting everyone think he was gone. And so he's like, my son, I need to talk alone. Cause you excuse us. And so Tracy leaves and he's like, you know, they're, they're having it out. And he's like, you know, the assassination, Linderman, the Senate seat, like that was all you. And he's all like, er, and I'm like, well, not the first thing. The first thing was just your brother, but um, <laughs> it's just him. But yeah, uh, Arthur's like, here's the thing, bud. You're a big part of all this. And I should have let you in a lot sooner because you have a talent, Nathan. You have a talent to lead a nation. And I mean, it's very telling that in the dark future, we saw President Nathan. Yes. Mm-hmm. We didn't see Arthur at all. No. And I know it was because they were doing the big like reveal and everything. But it, it, it makes one wonder, you know, if he's part of that, if he ends up super dead. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or if he just goes back in the shadows. I don't know. And yeah, he pulls the favorite son card. He's just boosting him up, up, up. And you know, trying to pull his old bullshit and trying to get Nathan under his thumb. And yeah, that's pretty much what's going down there. It, it's interesting to think about, because th- we talked about this in the previous episode with Arthur's ability to put thoughts in people's heads. Yeah. Um, did he use it on Nathan? Because he goes saying, like, everything he did was for him. Or yep. is just Nathan that much, like, easier to um, manipulate than Peter? I feel like it's A and B. A little column A, a little column B. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Nathan definitely craves that um, acceptance and approval more from Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is kind of funny, isn't it? Like with the Heidi thing. It's like, do you think he whispered in his ear about that? Because she's the type of girl someone like him should be marrying and not whatever, you know, 
person I'm sure he was screwing around with at the time. Meredith? <laughs> or is that just is that just me watching The Crown too much? Like, it could no, be I feel like so, that could be. Like, yeah. That could definitely be. <clears throat> Big part of it, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if not him, it could have been coming from Angela's mouth, too. But we know that she was pretty much his mouthpiece at the time. Absolutely. Yep. So, interesting well, to think about. It is. And look at you. You get your own little Siler piece to headline. Yeah, I get a Enjoy. little Siler bit here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, Siler doesn't kill Elle. He instead uses his little finger to free her from her chains. And she's upset by it. She's like, kill me and make the pain stop. And he's like, no, listen, I'm going to make the pain stop, but I'm not going to kill you. Because he wants to be a good person. And she's like, no, you're a monster like me. And he's like, no, your father made you this way just like my mother did. You wanted to be normal. You just didn't know how you saved my life once and gave me the will to live. So I owe you. And she's like, no, I saved you so we could use you like a lab rat. And he's like, no, no, no. You were just following orders. Like, he understands how the company works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I forgive you, but now you need to forgive yourself, L. And he touches her. And we see her kind of, like, sigh in relief and her pain is, like, gone. And then we see that Siler can now do lightning. Okay, so he he's able to tap into a form of empathy mm-hmm. and replicate a power without killing someone, which he's never had to do before. This is a big moment for him. Mm-hmm. But also, did he actually have, like, a weird little moment of empathy with Claire before and he just didn't realize it because he'd already tore her head open? That is possible. Because he takes her pain, too. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? In a more literal sense. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I- I'm just sat here like, well, she was in pain, too. Elle was in pain. The zapping, like, was out of control, and her body was in pain, and then she felt fine, and the zapping was fine. And then Claire, her nerves get all fucked up, and then she can't feel anything that she does. And I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. I was like, oh, shit. Well, okay. I have a couple thoughts, theories, maybe. Okay. A, he's got a weird ability where he can literally take pain away. I thought about that. I was like, is he a painkiller? <laughs> B, Bridget only comes in after Claire. Correct? Mm. Mm-hmm. So he's using that Bridget ability with L to help. That's why he touched her. To help kind of yeah, immediately empathize. Or C, yeah, a little yeah, yeah. from column A, a little from column B. And then some weird column C that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was just, it's, when you say it, like, he touches her, and then her pain goes away, it's like, wait, that's like Claire. And he related with Claire. He They were having, like, a moment, in his eyes, at least. Yes. Um, yeah. It's interesting. So, it is interesting. There's a lot of options there. Yes. And I can't say for sure which one's the right one. Me neither, but he also, um, when he does his little empathy for the first time, he sheds a man tear over it, so. <laughs> I was like, aw, Gaby. Aw, Poor guy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of men. Oh, <laughs> uh, men. <laughs> no. Now, speaking of Claire. Yeah, speaking of Claire. Um, yeah. Peter is still down the sewers, and he is now squaring up to fight Knox and Flint, because they're not going to take her out of there. And he's like, let her go or die. <laughs> <laughs> I love powerless Peter a lot. <laughs> Oh, same. And they rightfully ask him in what army. And he's like, I don't need an army to kick your ass, Flint. <laughs> because, of course, he was with them as Jesse for a while. Exactly. He knows these people. I love that detail. And 
Flint, that like immediately pisses Flint off, so he goes to light up, and oop, there's a gas leak that we got to see like seconds before. Hmm. And Knox calls it out a little too late, so there's an explosion, a mild explosion, if that. Because, like, mm. Knox and Flynn don't end up getting hurt. and But it's enough of a distraction that Peter and Claire are both able to get up and run. I like how most of the scenes with Peter this episode are like, and then he runs, and then he runs some more, because <laughs> that's all he can do now. <laughs> I have the ability to run away. I can run away. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I can, I can yeet myself out of here. Bye, Zs. So, back to Siler and Elle, who are chilling in that dark room. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh, no one's ever done something so nice for me before. And he's like, no, Elle, you forgave yourself. It was all you. And we do see he didn't just Arthur her. She can still do her sparks. Oh, yeah. And he tries it, but he can't hold it as well as she can. And she's like, get up. I'm going to show you a few tricks. <laughs> so they get up and she's like, Showing him how to like aim his ability and like use it to fire, and he d- and the whole time she's like all touchy with him and like you know practically in his arms, and she's like, "Oh, keep it up, and you'll be a gunslinger in no time." Wow, reference back to Trevor much? Oh, right. That's not a great thing to say. <laughs> and of course, they can't have any mo- <laughs> they can't have any bonding moment without some creepy old guy watching over him, because Arthur is now. <laughs> Creepily watching on video feed. Oh, God. Elle and uh, Siler together. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, I love their little moment together. Um, okay, so Zachary Quinto and Kristen Bell have amazing chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is due to the fact that uh, they had a real-life friendship. They were friends before she ever got on the show. Um, they were really, really good friends. And so I think that's a big part of why their shit like, plays so well. I agree. Um, you can tell they just really trust each other in their scenes. And it's a lot like him and um, Sarah Paulson over on Horror Story. Because mm-hmm. they were friends in real life, too. And, yeah. So, takes it to another level with these uh, scenes where they have to be, like, vulnerable and stuff. Oh, and also, it's um, pretty amusing to see Siler struggle with the power again. That's true. Because mm-hmm. he's usually pretty good at them. But this was gained a different way, so it makes sense. Gotta, gotta get the hang of it. Yep. So Hero's messing around with his power to try and relearn it. And and I was like, here, I have an idea. Let's go to a location that you'll remember, you know, and then maybe we can jog your memory. Like we can go to Prime Attack in Texas or um, we can go to the rooftop in New York City. And Hero's like, no, 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 I got it. And so he's, he boops them out of the uh, bowling alley into a comic book store. <laughs> <laughs> Because maybe it was Wednesday, and new comics come out on Wednesday, so he had to get his new issues. But, um, and it was like, a comic book store? What the fuck? This is not, uh he's doing child things. And Hero's like, no, 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 this is the source of all knowledge. And so, yeah, he, he attacks the stack, as it were, in, um, uh, in a Tokyo branch of a, of a place called Sam's Comics. Mm-hmm. Which I wonder if we'll ever hear about again. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that name for later, later, later. Remember that name. It's important. <laughs> yeah. uh, meanwhile, Nathan's walking out of his little meeting with his dad. And he's like, ugh, he wants to give half the world's superpowers and he wants me as president. This is insane. This whole fucking thing is insane. <laughs> and he's like, but, you know, I don't know what to do with my life now that he's alive. You know, I don't know who I am anymore. Just real identity crisis stuff. And Tracy, uh, you know, steps up and she's trying to boost him up. And uh, you can tell this girl's got some ambition. 
Mm-hmm. And she uses some serious reverse psychology on him. Like, okay, let's get the Department of Justice involved. And he's like, no, no, no. No, let's keep the lid on this. Last time I tried to tell anyone about, you know, any of this, my brother came back from the future and shot me. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think the second one really starts to get him. He's like, you know, two is a bit much. <laughs> like, that's, 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 you know, personal. <laughs> I feel like one would have shut me up, but he had to do it twice. Yep. Yep. What's what's going on here, future Peter? What do you need to talk about? <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Texas, or not Texas. I'm going to go to Primatech in New York, and I'm going to see what my mom knows. And you're going to go to Washington to cover for me. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. And he zips up his little windbreaker, and he flies away, because that's how Nathan gets around now. He's just fully embraced it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it saves on airline travel. <laughs> Welcome so. to Petrelli Airline Airway. <laughs> Whoosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but Tracy goes back up to Arthur. And he's just, like, sitting there, and he's fucking with some pencils, and she's just, like, you know, walking right in. And he's like, huh, let me guess. You want me to take your power away? Just, like, very not into it. And she's like, oh, I'm starting to kind of like it. Like, I'm starting to get the hang of it. I don't want that. I think I have something you need, though. And she explains to him, like, hey, here's the the thing. I'm interested in what you're doing, and I want to be part of the team. And you've got a real PR situation here. Since the world thinks you're dead, but I think Nathan can be the face of that company, of uh, this company, and uh, I think that I can be the one to push him off of the fence he's currently sitting on. What do you think about that? So, alliance is formed. <laughs> dun dun. Poor, poor Nathan getting fucking manipulated behind his back again. <laughs> yeah, unbeknownst to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matt, huh? Matt, huh? How, how's that going? <laughs> Oh, it's, well, Matt is in Angela's head. <laughs> and he starts off by seeing little bits of her her vision, her dream, with uh, Nathan and Tracy dead and uh, Peter collapsing. And then he's just in an empty Primatech room, pretty much the one he was sitting in, but it's empty now. And he goes up, and who's sitting in the hallway cuffed to a very nice chair? But Angela. He's like, come on, we gotta go. And she, like, shows off the cuffs, like, listen, I'm stuck, dude. <laughs> I love that. She's like, ahem. <laughs> and he goes over to Freer and she's like, you shouldn't have come. He's too dangerous. And even if you get these cuffs off, he's locked all the doors. So he gets up and he starts checking the doors and he eventually finds a set of doors that are open. And then who's there but Daphne is there now. And we get this great, like, shadows moving, which is clearly Arthur's shadow moving around. So you, you know this Daphne is Arthur. <laughs> she's like oh matt i'm here to help you and she goes in for a hug and stabs him arthur loves his betrayal hugs man honestly danger hugs and <laughs> danger hugs <laughs> oh my god you never know with arthur petrelli no hug oh dangerous um wow <laughs> God in heaven. All right. So real Daphne is all like, Matt, you have to wake up. Because he like does a little jump when he gets stabbed. And then she checks on him and sees that he's actually bleeding where he's sitting there. It's some Freddy Krueger shit, man. Don't get hurt in the dream. And she's like, oh my God, bring me in there. Bring me in there. And somehow Matt's able to pull her into the dream too. And she pops in seemingly where the one who just stabbed him was. And she's like, oh my God, Matt. And he's all like, what the hell? You stabbed me. 
And she's like, it wasn't me. I'm just, you just brought me in here. And we see our Daphne holding the knife like, don't believe her, Matt. And then it shifts to Arthur. <laughs> a woman will betray you at any turn. Trust me. And Matt says, no, you're lying. And he's like, really? How did I know where you were? Because she told me where you were. She betrayed Oop. you like Angela betrayed me. Oop. Um, Daphne's like, I, I don't want... She's like, I can't go back to the way I was, but I don't want Matt to die either. And she's like, Matt, listen, you're bleeding right now in real life. <laughs> and you need to wake up or you're going to die. And she's like pleading for him to try to get pull him out of this dream. And she's like... I made a mistake. I trusted the wrong people and I can't lose you. And then she drops the L word. She says, I love you, Matt. And they embrace. And like Angela looks at Arthur like, hmm, we were like that once Arthur, remember? And we kind of like shift scene to Angela's office. You love me and there's a part of you that still does. So you're going to let me go. Do you understand, Arthur? You're going to let me go. And her cuffs fall off. Matt grabs her hand and they wake up. Or Matt wakes up, and he checks, and he's not bleeding in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And Daphne's thrilled. She's like, yes, we did it. And Matt asks, like, did you mean what you said in the dream? And she's like, I meant every word. It was me. So let's simmer on that for a second. Yeah. I've I've said my piece, and I have more to say about that later. Like, later in a different Mm -hmm. episode. But, yeah. And then Angela wakes back up, and she's like, Detective Parkman? And he's like, I'm going to go get a doctor in this fucking ghost town. Okay, guess. Fine. Whatever. And he... I know, right? I was like, um, we pretty much already established there's nobody here. So he rushes out and who should be strolling on him but Peter and Claire. He found a nurse. <laughs> I didn't even think of I didn't even think of that. I did not even think of that. He did find a nurse. <laughs> wow. Great job. <laughs> and... They see, I think Daphne comes walking out behind him because Peter's like, she can't be trusted. Uh, yeah. And then, but before he can even like continue, yeah, like, whoa, 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 she can't be trusted. And then Matt's like, no, you can't. And he like goes at Peter and like pushes him up against the wall. And Peter's like, what? And he's like, you freaking sent me out into the middle of nowhere, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> you shot your brother, you bro- etc. Et and he's like, no, whoa, whoa, that was not me. That was other me. Please read my mind and, and know, <laughs> know the truth. It was other me. <laughs> and he reads his mind and realizes he's telling the truth. And Matt tells him that Angela's awake. Yeah. <laughs> Matt is getting fucking powerful. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when Angela's like, let me go, that's him speaking through her. Mm-hmm. Like, using his power to, like, loosen, you know, Arthur's hold or whatever. Like, guy's getting really fucking powerful. Yeah. And we should all be concerned. Anyway. <laughs> hmm I mean, you see what Arthur did to Maury instead of, like, not even letting him speak very much. He just killed him right away. Like, yeah, not going to risk that shit. Oh, yes. Like father, like son. So let's move on to a very short scene. Okay. Where we see Mohinder with the test subject. And we get a good look at him this time. And he is just fucked up. <laughs> oh. Not just fucked up. He is begging to die. They literally, in the IMDb credit, call him the Elephant Man. <laughs> yeah, his face is fucked up. He's got, like, scales yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And Mohinder just kind of looks at him, and then he eventually goes and gets a syringe and injects him, and that's the end of that scene. 
Yeah, but but how does he how does he deal with the syringe? I'll tell you. He bites the cap off of it and he spits it away. Oh, much like he gave it to himself earlier. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, um, now that that guy is uh, fully revealed, as it were, um, that is Glenn Hattrick, mm-hmm. who, if you ever watched Face Off on Sci Fi back in the day, is a visual effects makeup artist who worked on Heroes. So he's getting to play on the show. Yeah. I remembered it was someone from behind the scenes who got to play that. I just didn't remember who. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you and I watched an absolute fuck ton of Face Off back in the yeah, day. Yeah. Like a few seasons worth, anyway. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how's Hero doing now? Uh, not great. Mm hmm. Um, nothing, nothing is that reliable to him anymore because 10 year old hero is expecting certain things of his favorite superheroes and he's not getting them in 2007, 2008 land. He, he's like, oh, Captain America's dead. Spider-Man revealed his identity. The Hulk is red. Like nothing is right in this weird world. Being old sucks. Yeah. So, uh, very quickly, uh, Captain America, that is an arc Ed Brubaker did where it was the death of Captain America. Um, Spider-Man revealed his identity. I think that Civil War lines up with the timeline. He reveals his identity um, in, in the in that uh, event. And Red Hulk is a comic that Jeff Loeb uh, did, and he is one of the people behind the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so he's just like, oh, this sucks. This is this is not what I thought it was going to be. And they're walking through the store, and suddenly he ends up seeing a Japanese Ninth Wonders, which is a prop I would kill to have. I'd push someone in traffic for it. <laughs> um, it looks cool as fuck. It does, it does. <laughs> So he sees himself on the cover, you know, it's like the Yata and all that. And it's like, oh, he's like, what, what is this? That's me. You know, he, he gets all excited again. And Endo's like, yeah, this is perfect. And so he grabs it and he's like, look, this thing, it shows the future, but it shows what happened, you know, in the past too. And he's like flipping through and he's flipping through the pages. And <laughs> I was like, you know, Arthur is trying to like deal with all these like really powerful people. And honestly, he should have just sent someone out to buy up all the Ninth Wonders comics because, um, sloppy, but also middle-aged people never take comic books seriously, so Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, and they flip to a page where, sure enough, we see the eclipse again, and it just says, it's coming, in that little hero's, you know, speech box Mm -hmm. way that we've come to associate. And it's like, huh, did you hear the eclipse is coming? (laughs) I guess it's coming. So... That's where we leave them in the uh, Japanese comic book store. Before we move on, mm-hmm. let's talk about this comic. Okay. How do we have a comic showing what's happening now? I sure would love to know. <laughs> because, okay, two reasons. Number uh-huh. one, how far in the future did Isaac Mendes write? Okay, that's one whole We'll box never of know. Ones. We'll never know because of the pages he gave the guy. Number two, we have made a very, very big deal earlier in the season about how the future is different now because future Peter changed it. We sure have. Angela's like things I saw, they're not coming true anymore. So how would Isaac have had a accurate representation of this incident at the time? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Do we have a new prophetic comic writer that we have not met yet and never will meet? I kind of feel like that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. I'm just like, what is like some, some person with Isaac's power like strolled up to whoever publishes Ninth Wonders and is like, I can do this, you know, and, and they're like, I can, I can do this. And they take over the gig. It's like when, you know, a comic book just changes hands to a different writer, mm-hmm. but like, they don't know that that person can see the future too. 
<laughs> but they sought them out like, oh, yeah, I can I can take over writing for this series because that happens all the time. So That could be. It's just something I was like, I did not I remember know. this comic at all previous to this. When I watched it, I was yeah. like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome little Japanese version of Ninth Wonders, which, again, is a really cool looking prop. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, Peter comes to Angela's bedside and oh, Nathan shows up too. Nathan's there. And he, you know, she's like, you know, your father's alive. And Nathan's like, yeah, I know. I talked to him. And she explains that the formula, you know, both halves, all that fun stuff. And she's like, Peter and I have both seen the future. Like this formula, it can't fucking come to pass. And I love how Matt's like, me too. Me too. I saw the future too. I know I'm not like a future seeing guy, but like, guess what? I did too. It was cool. So like, and they're like, oh, yeah, moving on. So the formula, in order to work correctly, needs the catalyst, which we have, you know, discussed in other scenes. And this catalyst is something that is hidden away in the blood of a human host. And Kaito is the only person who knew who that was as a security measure. And Claire pipes up and she's like talking about the Siler attack. And she's like, you know, he kept going on and on about me being different and being special and all that. And she's like. I think I'm the catalyst. Like, maybe me. And then I'm like, hashtag, who is the catalyst? Because that's what it would have been like if Twitter was, like, more of a thing back mm-hmm. then. Um, and then we see a fun, like, back and forth shot of the good guys walking in and the bad guys. So it's like, oh, a good guy. Oh, and a bad guy. And they're all paired up accordingly. So it's like, what? It's Nathan, Tracy, Claire, Knox, Daphne, Matt, Peter Flint? I think so. And then Siler and Elle on their own mm-hmm. little island. So, yeah. Um, Team Primatech versus Team Pinehurst. Let the games begin. Arthur's in a wide-eyed trance. He sees the eclipse. It's bad news bears for someone. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like what he sees to be continued. It's coming. It's coming. I like that Nathan's like, okay, how do we find this catalyst? And Matt is like, we don't have to find it. We just have to make sure he doesn't. Mm. And I like it. It's just interesting that Nathan's like, okay, we have to find a no. And Matt's like, no, we don't got to know. <laughs> Just make sure he can't, you know, know. Which is a real implication of someone's going to have to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if it's in a person, either the person has to go, or, yeah, Arthur has to go. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah, I don't know. So what do we got? We got Team Primatech mm-hmm. has Angela, yes. who can who can see the future and such in her dreams. We have Peter, who, I mean, he's got a lot of heart. <laughs> <laughs> Is he, is he, is he like the Rudy of things now? <laughs> Jesus. He's new Ando. Oh, sad day. Um, we have, you know, Nathan who, yes, can fly, but also like, he's, he's more formidable than all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire Bear, who, you know, can't, can't stay hurt. Daphne, who's a little speedster. And Matt, who is, again, becoming insanely powerful, and we need to be paying attention to it. The one, the most powerful person in that room right now. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, on Pinehurst, we have Arthur, who has an unknown number of powers, which was discussed in our uh, server, actually, yes. recently. Um, <laughs> bringing it all back. Uh, we don't know which ones he actually has. We just know the ones that we've seen him take or um, perform. Mm-hmm. So he's like season one Siler. He could have all kinds of tricks up his you know sleeve that we don't know about. Exactly. Um, speaking of Siler, they have Siler on their side. So, or do mm-hmm. they? Maybe, maybe you know, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Uh, but L 
along with that, Elle's very powerful when she, you know, she's got that agent training and, you know, she's got a good power. Flynn can make flames. Nox can feed off fear. Tracy is very ambitious and she can freeze stuff. I mean, honestly, like, except for Matt, who, again, um, I can't stress enough, we need to be paying attention to at this time. Uh, they're fairly evenly stacked. You call that even? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Clearly, Pinehurst has well, got Siler... the full advantage. Just just from the lineup with Siler and Arthur alone. Arthur can do all kinds of shit. Sure. But how willing is Siler to play on a team? He doesn't like That teams. is the only wild card, so... is Siler does not like to yeah, play Yeah, exactly. Teams. He's a fucking wild card. He's Charlie. He's kicking the doors out of the fucking van on the it's always sunny Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's jumping out like that's him so Mm -hmm. but i don't let the games begin i suppose it's coming it's coming (laughs) oh man uh shall we uh dig into the socials or do we just want to i mean like the episode overall i like this Mm -hmm. one i like this one like i said with the previous one uh i wasn't taking a nap during any part so yeah it's like um the thing about villains is they make a lot of interesting choices but um, most of the episodes are pretty entertaining. Yes. Um, there's, like, a, um, some weak spots in the beginning. Um, but, yeah. I-, I like this little, like, section right here. Uh, the Eclipse makes some choices. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But we'll get to that. And we'll get to it in a little while from now. Mm-hmm. Because we're going at our socials. And we're going to close off the episode. <laughs> yeah! Boop, boop, boop! Yeah! So... If you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Eclipsed Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B like Bridget. Keisha is at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Not going to bother asking you what you've been tweeting about because it's the same as the last episode. <laughs> Nothing. Um, <laughs> you can send us an email. We are EclipsedPod at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us is through the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Like we said, there was a discussion about um, Arthur's powers. I went in with the great, his power is yoink gimme gimme, because I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, there's no way to know. So, the only way is just looking through is what he's shown, but like like you said, like Siler, there could be any number that he doesn't use. Oh, yeah. So He's been around this long? Oh, yeah. So join the Discord. Let's talk about weird shit like that comic, like that Japanese Ninth Wonders comic. <laughs> Give yeah. us your theories. Um, if you listen to us on whatever podcast app you listen to, why don't you give us a like and a rating? That'd be cool. Otherwise, I think that's about it for the episode. Yeah, I think that pretty much, uh, pretty much sews it all up. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening, and we will see mm-hmm. you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Next time on Eclipsed. It is an eclipse. Oh, shit. It's an eclipse. <laughs> Okay, that's that's the thing. Yeah, you just you did two of them. You get two of them this week. Yes. Oh boy, sure. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Including the argument. <laughs> oh, I guess tune in. <laughs>